everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. I hope you're doing well today, that things are pinging and flowing for your business, that you're closing those deals, you're growing the business, you're making things happen. And if you're not making things happen, you're in luck. We got some good advice for you today, and we're talking a little drama today. There's a lot to unpack in today's episode, and this might be one of the most important episodes we've done in a long time. We're talking about ChatGPT today and why ChatGPT is dead, is dying, is about to be gonzo. Uh, There's been some insane news in the tech world that I think many people are totally clueless to. Most of us know a lot of chat about chat GPT. We don't know about the massive drama that just hit their company, OpenAI, talking about all that and more today and giving you the whole scoop and what you need to know about it. And more importantly, what you need to know about it for your own business moving forward. Before we dive into this episode, though, we do have a word from one of the amazing businesses that sponsor the podcast. Of course, if you've been thinking about advertising on the podcast, you can always reach out to me, Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com. We got some exciting stuff happening on the podcast in the near future. If you missed the news, we're in the top 5% in the world, a top 5% global podcast. Uh, I don't know if there's anything really that special about the podcast, other than the fact that I have continued to pop up on people's feeds week after week after week. So all that to say, thank you guys so much for the support so far, and I'm looking forward to the future. Let's dive into this quick ad, and we'll be right back to talk about ChatGPT. There's one single piece of advice that I give to business owners who are ready to scale their business drastically, and that's knowing exactly what you need to hand off so that you can continue focusing on what you're an expert in. It amazes me when I talk to business owners who are doing their own bookkeeping and tax prep. And worse, that they're going through all this paperwork at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, even midnight, slaving away trying to make sense of all of the numbers for their business. Business owners who are making it happen have already figured out that you can't do it all yourself. That's why I recommend Steve Lay with Equity Business Solutions. Not only is he an expert in bookkeeping and tax prep, but what I love about Steve is that he'll sit down with you and help you make sense of the value of your business beyond just reading a spreadsheet. You'll be able to make better decisions, and more importantly, you're going to save yourself the crucial time you would have spent going through QuickBooks or an Excel spreadsheet or whatever it is that keeps us up late at night. So save yourself some time and some money by giving Steve Lay a call at Equity Business Solutions, and he'll show you the value beyond your numbers. Go to EquityBusinessSolutionsLLC.com to find out more. So this isn't the first time I've talked about AI on the podcast. Uh, We've talked about it quite a bit and, and it's an exciting world to live in, man. Some of the things that are possible through systems like chat GPT is pretty insane. And it kind of reminds me, it's funny how, AI has taken the world by storm. A friend of mine works at a design company company. She's a designer herself. And she was telling me how, you know, their company is all about like, how do we get more AI into our work? How do we use more AI? And she's like, well, I mean, fundamentally you're hiring me to design stuff for you, but you know, it's neither here nor there. Um, 
everybody's talking about AI. It reminds me of about maybe five, six, seven years ago when Bitcoin was literally like everyone was talking about it. And here's what I've learned is that there is a season for everything and that nothing lasts forever. It was a December morning, a cold December morning. I was taking my wife to the doctor's office. She had like tweaked her neck or maybe her back. I can't remember. We had taken her to the doctor's office. Bitcoin was roaring. It had been at like maybe $7,000. It was up to like 15, 16, $17,000, which if you've followed Bitcoin in the last five years, I mean, that's nothing. I think it's high was maybe 60 grand, right? But at this point it was insane. It was like fever pitch, right? So I remember I was taking it to the doctor's office. I had money in Bitcoin myself and I overheard the nurses, like I was in the waiting room and I overheard the nurses behind the counter being like, Hey, did you hear? Oh, Bitcoin's at this amount. And I, I had a thought, I had two thoughts. Actually, my first thought was, wow, that's really cool. It's really cool to be involved in technology and see it have this cascading effect where people are getting really excited over it. The second thing I thought that I suppressed was apprehension. It was, it feels, it, it was like a, a subtle feeling of if, if the average person is talking about this and invested in this, it feels like, it feels like maybe too many people are invested in this. And sure enough, within two weeks, Bitcoin crashed. It crashed to, I think, around $3,500, maybe four grand. Um, since then, obviously, it, it bounced back, which, of course, it went from 60 grand back down to 20K. Not the point of today's podcast, but what I learned from that was that when everybody is excited about something, that there, there comes a time when once everyone's using it, be on the lookout for, not for the season to end necessarily, but, and it's not even so much that it's too good to be true, but there's an insight in business, I think, of understanding if you're ahead of the game or if you're actually part of the massive fan base around it. And I think more often than not, we think we're part of the early adopters. We think we're the ones who are, you know, um, like no one knows the secret, which is how I felt about Bitcoin was I felt like I was ahead of the game. And then hearing these nurses, I was like, oh, wait, I'm, I'm one of the masses. So we, we live in a time where AI has taken the world by storm. Today's episode is, I think, so important for understanding how business works. And it's important for talking about what exactly you need to know whenever there's a new technology that pops up. So we're going to dive into this today. A year ago, November 2022, OpenAI releases ChatGPT their AI model. And this wasn't the first AI model. It was probably three or four years before this that Google at one of their events spotlighted their own AI. And what they did was they spotlighted a, a conversation where someone needed a hair appointment. And it was kind of like, hey, Google, make this appointment for me. But it, it was 
way past this. It was essentially, I want my AI tool to book me a hair appointment. And so the way they played this phone call was the AI, which you couldn't even tell it was an AI. That was what's creepy about it was it was like an actual human voice is what it sounded like. Not a robot voice. It sounded like a real person. The AI called, and this was all set up for the scenario. The AI called the hair place and was like, Hey, yeah, I need an appointment at yada, yada, yada. And the person was like, Oh, we're all booked up. Does another time work? And then the AI, like it was an actual back and forth conversation. The AI was like, Oh no, I couldn't do that. And the person would have been none the wiser. You would have had no idea you were talking to an AI, which funny enough, years now down the road, again, this was maybe five years ago. The same thing is true for digital media, digital art. You see someone's LinkedIn post. You don't know if they, I mean, sometimes you can tell, right? Um, but for the most part, you don't know if AI wrote it, you see a picture online. You don't know if AI created that or if a real artist created it or what's even scarier today is you see a photo. There was a popular photo of the Pope wearing like a really, um, bougie, expensive coat, and people criticized the Pope and, um, you know, it was like an example of greed or something. Well, it was, it was an AI generated image. It was not even, it was not even real. That's what's wild about it. But besides the point, so November, 2022 chat GPT gets released within two months of its release. It has 100 million users. This thing took the world by storm. It was so um, game-changing of a thing that companies, I mean, you go to any online service tool today, and there is an AI element to it now. Like companies have, have jumped in on the fad of this thing, and it's, it's probably unfair to call it a fad in the sense of some of this stuff is really helpful. It's really cool. Um, I mean, there's some really great things that have come from this. And I'm not, you know, um, for today's episode, I'm not anti-AI in any way, though I have talked about the dangers of letting that run your business instead of it being a service for your business. But I want to talk about now a year later, what's happened. A year later, we are now, today is a Tuesday. In the last 48 hours, we have witnessed effectively the death of chat GPT. It's not fair to call it chat GPT drama. That would be underselling it. It wouldn't be right to call this a hiccup or um, a setback. Uh, I, I very much believe this is the end of chat GPT as we know it, not the end of AI, but the end of chat GPT. So let's talk about what happened. Okay. Let me pull up my, um, dates here. Okay. So this was on uh, November 17th. So this is actually on a Friday evening is when this happened. So Friday evening, Friday evening, sorry, I like, I like swallowed something. And so <laughs> Friday evening, Sam Altman, who was the CEO of open AI OpenAI is the company that created ChatGPT. There's Sam Altman, who is the CEO. There is a board who manages the company. 
through Sam Altman, uh, because OpenAI is a, and this is where it gets a little confusing. It's a not-for-profit. It's like a for-profit managed by a non-profit board or something confusing like that. Friday night, four days ago, Sam Altman was fired. The CEO of OpenAI, who created ChatGPT, he was fired Friday evening. What the board said was that he had effectively, uh, they kind of implied he had been lying. But what they said was that he was not candid in his communications. And some of the rumors behind, um, the, the, I guess the rumor mill around this was that Sam, and, and whether this came from the board themselves or who knows, but the board was all in on um, trying to preserve the integrity of AI in general and some of their um, research while Sam Altman was pushing for more commercial uh, AI products, kind of painted Sam Altman in a negative light. But here's what's interesting is not only was Sam Altman fired, the president of the company was also fired. And I think if this is correct, Sam Altman, the president, and then one of the people on the board um, all started this business together, by the way. So the president's fired, the CEO's fired, and they put someone else in charge of the company who actually ends up leaving. Basically says, like, I can't stand and see this happen. They quit. So that was the drama on Friday night. The business lost its leader. Here's what happened since then. Over the weekend, the employees of OpenAI, there's 770 of them, they put together a petition and they give it to the board and they say, we don't have confidence. You guys made a bad decision. We don't have confidence in your ability to run this company and the decisions you're making. You need to resign as the board and you need to put Sam Altman back in charge as the CEO. <clears throat> now, you would hope for the um, stability of this business and ChatGPT, among their other, other services or products they have. You would think that the board would be like, okay, yeah, let's talk this out. Let's figure this out. Not the case. In fact, what happened was Microsoft ended up just in the last couple of days. Microsoft has now hired Sam Altman to lead a new AI division at their company. So Sam Altman's not coming back. He's not going back to open AI. Well, there's a little bit of a problem here because it wasn't like 15 or 20 employees who signed this petition. It was 700 employees, 700 people out of 770, 90% of the company. So 90% of the company signs this petition that says, put Sam Altman back and resign or else we will quit. When 90% of your company threatens to quit because of a decision you made, you are in trouble. Now, much of this is continuing to develop. We don't know where the business is going to be a week from now. We know that um, OpenAI's majority investor, 
well, actually, I don't know if it's their majority investor. We know Microsoft uh, is a significant investor in their business. Uh, Microsoft has a like voting rights for, um, they don't have a majority. They have 49%. Maybe they own 49% of the company or they're invested in up to that in terms of equity in the business. But this is, which by the way, is a whole nother lesson for Microsoft that they invested so much in the company and they didn't have a say. I mean, they obviously would have been in their best interest to keep Sam Altman in charge, but they couldn't make that decision because again, 49%. And naturally, that money is, it's a sunk cost. It's all gone. Uh, they're, they're not thinking about that. How we know they're not thinking about that is the fact that they've hired Sam Altman to now run their own internal division that they themselves can manage. So it's a sunk cost. They're done with open AI. Um, there's, there's nothing to even, that's not even another conversation. So then what happens to open AI moving forward? What happens now? You have 90% of the company threatening to quit if a certain person does not come back. That person is not coming back. And worse, let's find this, this news line here. Um, a news site called The Information uh, just published a report saying that the OpenAI has tried to now merge the company with Anthropic. Anthropic is another AI company. It's not as well known, but you can think of it as like a rival, a rival AI company. You know, you have ChatGPT with OpenAI. There are many other businesses out there. Um, OpenAI is just the biggest one. So the board OpenAI of OpenAI tried to merge the company with Anthropic, um, and that effectively they're losing customers too. I mean the the this was a this was a company that if a fundraising deal had gone through which they were expected to close this was a company that was valued at 80 billion dollars and we are literally ex- like in real time like this is getting published on a Tuesday afternoon it could be in the next 24 hours this company is no more like that's that's how wild this situation is and you know, whether you've been heavily invested in OpenAI, I've been a customer of OpenAI. I've used ChatGPT. Um, I think it's a cool service. There's there's some cool stuff that you can use it for. But it's wild to see something so pervasive in our culture potentially moving towards ceasing to exist. There was a time, you know, we I talked about Bitcoin already. There was a time a few years ago when there was another major tech, nothing as big as ChatGPT, but another major tech company called clubhouse and clubhouse. Funny enough, this thing was all over LinkedIn. Everybody was talking about clubhouse. It was like an audio. I don't even know if this thing's still around. Let's, let's see if clubhouse is still a thing is clubhouse still a thing. Um, in April 2023, the company announced a 50% reduction in its staff. Uh, so I would say probably not a thing. Um, the app has been downloaded over 20 million times, blah, 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 blah. So this thing, Clubhouse, was massive. You saw this all over LinkedIn. You know, I'm on Clubhouse now, and it was invite only. You had to get invited to Clubhouse. 
uh, which I, I guess someone invited me. I can't remember how I got on it. But Clubhouse was a thing that was ultimately a fad. Is AI a fad? No, it's not. But the point is, is that there will always be seasons for these things that come and go. And it's important not to get swept up in the excitement or get swept up in the, the fear, the FUD, the fear, uncertainty, and doubt. One of the things that popped up in AI, and I had a guy on the podcast named Todd Capone. He's amazing, an amazing marketer and sales guy. His episode will go live in 2024. But he was talking about how he shared an article from like 1919, like a hundred years ago, that was basically like the sales game is changing. Customers know more than ever, blah, 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 blah. His whole point was these headlines are cyclical. We see these things again and again and again, and really the game really does not change. AI is an amazing tool, but the game really hasn't changed. People like to say the game has changed. It really hasn't. Business at the end of the day is still about doing business with other people, right? So the takeaway from this, as we see this happening in real time, is to remain steady, to not get swept away in the positive or negative. You know, it's like when COVID happened, I mean, when COVID happened, there were so, now, now don't get me wrong. COVID was devastating for a number of businesses, so I'm not, I'm not downplaying that at all, but I will tell you, there were a number of people who told me that the business world would never recover. I had people telling me that I should shut down good advice. They said, Blake businesses for, for years into the future will only be spending money on the bare minimum essentials. Kind of funny now, in retrospect, the people who've paid for podcast help from me, who've paid for advertising on the podcast, who've paid for SEO work, who've paid for consulting. It's 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 fun. I've made more money in the last year than I've ever made in the history of good advice. And it's just funny to me. People who are so certain, they're so sure. And it's not anything against those people. It's that it's so easy to get swept away in the rhetoric of the news cycle. This isn't even so much about a podcast episode on what are you listening to and news and what have you. I've just learned to try to avoid mainstream sentiments and to make decisions for myself. And it's not out of an ego thing. It's not that I know better. I, I just know that we are just so easily, it's like being in a, it's like being in the ocean, you know, we're so easily swept here or there back and forth, you know, as the tide goes in, tide goes out, like people are so, um, it just so shifted, you know, like shifted by the latest headline. And, and, and again, it's not that bad things don't happen or even good things. It's not that there aren't things that affect your business that are out of your control. I mean, COVID absolutely affected businesses. That were, it was out of our control, largely out of our control. Remaining steady and focusing on what you do, what you offer, and having a throughput line directly to your customer. These are the most important things for your business. It's the most important thing for your business. 
to be as tuned in to your customer as you can be. Doesn't mean you can't use services to help you, third-party tools to give you a hand. I use Calendly for all my booking. Does it mean I'll use Calendly 15 years from now? Probably not. There'll probably be something else. A lot of people have used ChatGPT. Is there going to be something else tomorrow? Probably. Will be, I mean, it's kind of freaky to think about. Will there be something even more advanced 10 years from now? Absolutely. But the game does not change. We're in a business of doing business with other people, which is why you have to make sure that the main thing is the main thing and that these tools that support what you do, those things aren't the main thing. It would, it would, it would be a miss of what you do to make these services the main thing to, you know, if a, I think about, for example, a, um, designer, I mentioned a designer earlier, but a different designer who got in trouble for, she was hired to do some design work and she had, um, what's the other one, the visual one, not Dolly from OpenAI. Um, I can't think of what it's called. There's another visual one where they'll create like art for you. Well, they used basically AI to create their art. It's a major publication and they obviously got in big trouble for it because what they were paid to do was create it themselves and they made the third party tool the main thing instead of what actually should have been the main thing. It's a wild time we live in, guys. Technology will continue to evolve. It'll continue to develop. Stay in tune with your customers. And stay in tune with whatever the heck's going on with OpenAI. I'm very curious to see what's going to happen over the next few days. All that to say, I appreciate you tuning in today. Thanks for listening to the Good Advice Podcast. Um, If you enjoyed this episode, what the heck are you waiting on? Click the subscribe or follow button so we keep bringing you good advice. We're also super active on LinkedIn. And beyond that, I hope you guys have, we're coming up against, I don't know when you're listening to this episode, but we're coming up against a holiday. Hope you have a great holiday. And that's today's good advice. We'll catch you later. See ya.